What if everything you thought of health and wellness suddenly changed due to a hidden breathing problem that you were unaware of that affects every system in your body? Improper breathing habits are often overlooked in medicine. I'm Dr. Jenny from the Hobson Institute, and this is The Breathing Lab. Hi, everyone. I have the pleasure of introducing Sandra Kahn, Dr. Sandra Kahn, um, for this podcast. Thank you for joining us, Sandra. Um, I'm going to just give you a little bit of her bio so you have an understanding of who she is in the field of airway uh, treatment. Uh, Dr. Sandra Kahn is a graduate from the National University of Mexico and the University of Pacific School of Dentistry in San Francisco. She began her work in orth orthodontics with a specialty in physical anthropology at the University of California in Berkeley, focusing her studies on human craniofacial growth and development. After 22 years of clinical experience in orthodontics, treating thousands of patients, Dr. Khan was not satisfied with the traditional orthodontics as a solution for treating her own children. In 2013, she retired from traditional orthodontics to focus on orthodontics related to a healthy airway with a concentration on pediatric prevention of long-term obstructive sleep apnea. Her approach is to treat the entire face and not just the teeth. Dr. Khan has been invited to serve on craniofacial anomalies team at both Stanford and the University of California in San Francisco. Sandra Khan is a author of international lecture on the topic of airway-centric orthodontics. Dr. Sandra Khan is currently the only diplomat of the American Board of Orthodontics that practices exclusively bioblock orthopedics orthotropic, sorry, and airway-centric orthodontics. So I am so excited to have Dr. Khan here. Um, I think we originally met at an AAPMC, an American Academy of Physiological Medicine and Dentistry Conference, which is a, basically an airway-centric conference. And at that time, um, I, I was so enamored by her because she was so enthusiastic and passionate about a program called GOPEX that many of you who are listening may already be involved in, but um, it's helped a lot of children and even adults work their oral posture. That's a good oral posture exercise program. So thank you, Sandra. Thank you so much. Is it okay if I call you Sandra? Yes. Okay. Okay, Sandra, um, I I know we've just recently spoken and caught up and you're involved in something really fascinating. You're always doing some very, very neat and, and innovative things. Could you just tell us a little bit about um, the vacuum activator that you're, you're involved in? What, what is this vacuum activator and how do, why, why do people need this? Well, Jenny, thank you for inviting me. This is a, a lovely podcast because I, I, it's like sitting in my living room with a friend. I think, uh, was it Mark Miller? That Miller that Mark Moeller, yes. 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 He's like, you have to meet Sandra. Yeah, she's Latino like you. She's like the <laughs> clone. You're going to love her. And sure enough, it was a match. <laughs> yes, yes. But um, yeah, it, it's, it's lovely to talk to the people that you've been working with. And um, I am a crazy um, practitioner, crazy inventor, and I'm always moving to the next thing. So it's hard to keep up with me. I'm glad that you are organized 
and you're bringing people into forums like this one because we do have our newest um, appliances with are the the Oplock activators, the the iVentury, the all, all these new appliances that we're coming up with, the Bluetooth device that tracks progress. But we have to understand the basis of where these appliances come from because it all comes from the environment. And I did publish JAWS, my, my book in uh, 2018 with Dr. Paul Ehrlich. And I've done, I, I published uh, the thing that I published that I'm more uh, proud of, which is the article that, um, that was published in Bioscience um, uh, by Oxford Press with Dr. Robert Sapolsky. And we worked with Jared Damon and we worked with Mark Feldman, top geneticist in the planet and Dr. Ehrlich, of course. And these doctors um, realized that the orthodontists were thinking about, you know, our, our craniofacial problems and, and, you know, small jaws and, you know, lack of, spa of the space for the wisdom teeth as if it was, you know, a genetic um, outcome just handed down in our genes. And when, when they realized that that's what we thought, they, they, you know, they got involved with me trying to write all these articles and books showing that it's really the environment. And Dr. Ehrlich, I quote him, he says, we are living in a, in a McDonald's environment with hunter-gatherer genes. So we mm -hmm. have genes to be able to have white jaws, um, good wisdom teeth, and you know, we call them the third molars, and having a fantastic airway, and we are supposed to not snore. And we also are not supposed to die young. This idea that hunter-gatherers were dying in their 30s is, is wrong. Yes, they were having accidents and they would not recover, recover from infections or accidents, but if they didn't have an accident or, or an infection, they were not dying young. They were not having diabetes. They were not having um, you know, high blood pressure problems. They were not having the problems that we see and that we consider those uh, the, the diseases of civilized um, communities. So what were they doing that we can emulate so that we can also be healthy and live long? And it, it, we have to think of children. I, I love that you work with a lot of kids and we have to think of how we can influence the environment in which we live. And the environment includes, you know, all the way from conception, what happens when our mothers are pregnant. We know a lot of things that we can do to, to improve that environment. But when we're born, if we breastfeed or we don't, if we're born with a tongue tie, that um, in some of the lactation specialists are now starting to, to um, take care of very early in life. But all those things are part of an environment. Even if we're being born with a short cranium or we're being born with you know, an, any issue, it might be something from the environment inside the, 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 um, the belly, the uterus. So the appliances will only be as good as the effort that your parents and your patients put into changing that environment. And when we have young kids, usually the sweet spot for me treating kids is four or five years old, um, because that's when you can actually change the environment to you know, sit well in a chair and promote the muscle memory of a good posture that will be with you your whole life. Also the muscle memory of how to chew and how to swallow properly. Um, one of the things that I always give credit to, to you, Jenny, is that you talked about the invisible swallow, which is <laughs> important because when you do the invisible swallow, it gives you an idea, a clinical idea, a practical idea of 
how you should swallow. But if you think about what an invisible swallow is, it's a swallow that doesn't involve the muscles that are designed to express yourself. We only want to use the muscles that are used for swallowing. And how do we do that? We put their teeth together. We don't use any of the other muscles. And then we suction our tongue to the roof of our mouth without doing any effort with any other muscle in our face. And then we swallow. And the only thing you, you might see is just your throat muscles when that acceleration of the saliva or the food goes into the, the esophagus where we swallow. So the invisible swallow, it's your addition. And I love that because then we, we're all working together. We're all working right. together. And GoPix is a fantastic way to involve the parents, to involve them with the, we, we call it the, the, the conductor method, where the parent is a director, a conductor of their own children. It's not the doctor or the therapist doing it, but it's the parent creating an environment where the children will be able to succeed and create these habits that will allow them to grow and breathe and sleep better so that they can, you know, potentiate their, their um, whatever genes they have. So it's not a genetic um, uh, verdict that they're dealing right. with. They're potentiating that, gener that genetic verdict to be the best possible version of themselves. I think I think the GOPEX program is really, uh, it's, it's what I like about it is that it's simple. It's simple for the parents. It's simple for the child. It's not simple to change a behavior, but there's not too many moving parts. Um, and the app itself has been a great way to make sure that there's compliance, that the, the, the parents are trying to do these exercises at home and it, there's not that many. Um, like you will find sometimes in myofunctional therapy that it, it's, it can be very, very um, heavy on the quantity and then compliance goes down. So that's one thing I've loved about it. Um, I love that it's on an app and I think you were, you were the reason why that became an app, correct? So thank you for doing that. Um, if everybody, just so you know, this is the book, it's called GoPex. And if you have children, you should buy it and have them read it out loud. Um, and you should read it to them until they can read. But this book has a program that if your child is a, is a mouth breather and develops a very small, narrow mouth and narrow jaws, narrow mouth and narrow jaws become narrow nostrils, narrow septums, bent septums, and difficulty breathing through your nose. So it's very important to have this addressed at a very young age. And um, Dr. Khan Sandra is one of one of the few orthodontists that really gets why people end up getting narrowed. You know, there's children that are developing very narrowed because their tongue is down, but not not all um, orthodontists that you go to understand, in my experience, that the tongue is kind of driving the growth and development, at least the width and the forward, the forward growth of the mid face, which is where we kind of get that, that stuffiness in the nose and the bulldog type of face. So I'm, I'm grateful for her, her knowledge and her openness to, to, to gather all this information and all the research and all the science behind airway health and incorporate it into a way of treating children um, I don't know if you're treating adults too. Are you treating just children? 
Well, unfortunately, right now, I'm not treating patients. I am uh, I'm busy becoming an advocate for adults in surgery. In okay. And that's really taking all my clinical time. I have three books coming up and develop uh, a new appliance. So I, I can't dedicate any more t- time to treating children, which is really my passion. But at this yeah. point, I am not treating kids clinically. I am consulting and helping them find their the right orthodontist for them, but I'm not technically clinic, uh, clinically treating. So just so everybody understands what an orthognathic surgery is, it's, it's like basically jaw reconstruction of the face and the jaws so that if there is a narrowed you know, airway, a very recessed jaw, a jaw that sits back into the airway, that there's surgery around changing and transforming it to, to optimize the airway um, health and the bite to make it a correct bite. Some people develop a underbite. Some people develop an overbite. All of those things um, can be addressed at a very young age and transformed. But when you're an adult that has not transformed it until later on in life, you have craniofacial structural problems that really can be treated non-surgically, but sometimes surgery is the best option. So that's what she's talking about with that. Um, and that's something that we treat at, at the Hobson Institute as well. Um, we kind of try to pick up wherever anybody is in terms of their airway treatment and health. So, um, okay, well, I am excited to hear about these books. I know you wrote Jaws. You wrote Jaws, and that was a mind-blowing to read, and, and I love that, that you wrote it with Dr. Ehrlich. How was that experience, by the way, working with him? Was it... He's from He's going to turn 90. And he is as sharp as anybody would wish to be at that age. And we are writing a new book. And um, he's fantastic. So um, we got together because of our conservation work. He's an evolutionary biologist, but he's uh, very interested in, in, in conservation and um, in uh, 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 extinctions is one of his big topics that he's trying to you know, bring awareness to. And, uh, but anything that's a human predicament, like population or extinction is important for humanity to be able to thrive and for children and grandchildren to have a, a world where they, can, um, where they can really live. So anything that's the human predicament is in his desk. So he found out what I was doing and he said, what do you mean that jaws are, you know, that they're shrinking. And so we started working. It took us a couple of years, but he's, he's incredible and, and one of the smartest people I know. And he's a fantastic human being. So. Oh, that's amazing. It's amazing. I can't wait to read the next book. Um, what, what is the Breathing 4.0? Can you explain what the Breathing, breathing 4.0 is? And then I want to make sure that we have time to really go into the vacuum activator mm-hmm. because I don't think we've really explained it well yet. So whatever well, you want to talk about, one or the other right now. Yeah, well, Breathing 4.0 uh, um, is it the working title for the German book that just came out. So whoever speaks German, they, it's available already. It's called Breathing 4.0. I sent you the cover uh, for it in German. I don't know how to, uh, um, if it can be get here. But basically, we called it Breathing 4.0 because we think of breathing as mouth, 
throat, nose, and tongue. So we have all these moving parts that, you know, are four parts that need to be aligned depending on what type of breathing you want to do. Because we talk about breathing with your nose, with your tongue in the right place, um, you know, in a, in a certain position, but really there's a lot of different ways to breathe depending on the need and the function that you're going to do. Like if you're swimming, you don't want to breathe through your nose. You want to breathe through your mouth, which is normal. When you don't swimming, if you want to recover from a race, you want to be back to breathing through your nose as much as fast as possible. So there's, there's five different types of breathing and we explain them in the book, but there's different ways your mouth can be set in order for you to, to be able to maximize whatever breathing you're doing for that activity that you're doing. And we have the, the vacuum activator um, was created, um, the, the science in the vacuum activator comes from Dr. Engelke, um, Wilfred Engelke. He was the head of Gottingham Hospital, medical hospital for over 10 years. And he uh, is an, an uh, ENT who's also a maxillofacial surgeon and who realized that he had to become a phonoaudiologist too if he wanted to understand what was going on in the nose, mouth, throat. And he, he, he became um, very, he specifically studied, did a PhD only in the soft palate. And he realized that the soft palate is absolutely an ignored organ. So he created a model for explaining the different activities and what the soft palate does. Because when we snore at night, what happens is the soft palate is bouncing from the back of the throat. And unfortunately, science is a lot of trial and error. So we've done a lot of dumb things like cutting the, the soft palate when we used to do the U triple P. And we thought, you know, the hole gets clogged, we, let's make a bigger hole. And then we realized that it didn't help. It actually made things worse. So that's really a, a surgery that's not uh, recommended anymore. So he studied the soft palate and he came up with an appliance that helps you recognize the negative pressure. The negative pressure, if, if you're anybody that's listening to this or watching this on YouTube, you can put your teeth together, try to do um, Dr. Hobson's, or Jennifer Hobson's invisible swallow, and you'll see that your tongue sucks to the roof of your mouth when you swallow. And that's negative pressure. Suction, just like your suction cup or, or the when you use for, to unclog your toilet, that's negative pressure, that's suction. So you generate suction inside your mouth by closing valves. There's four oral valves, well, three oral valves and one, uh, there's seven valves really, but you have three in your mouth. Like the lips is one valve, the front and sides of the tongue, like a U is a second valve, and the soft palate is the third valve. So when the tongue, the, the lips, and the soft palate are all closed, in between those three structures, there's a little space, very tiny. We call it the donder space because it was described in the medical literature in 1873 by Dr. Donder, who was an ophthalmologist. And he wrote about this little space and measured it and said, the right pressure for rest, for sleeping, for this cavity or space, a compartment, is minus 10 to 15 millibars of pressure. When we swallow, we generate about 100 millibars of pressure. When we rest, we only want a tenth of that force. So if you swallow and then you keep your tongue up, but you suction less and less and less, so you're only suctioning one tenth of that force. 
that's the force that you want to generate when you speak. And before we were talking about GOPEX and the app, and you said a word, compliant. That is the black hole of everything we do. Yeah. From getting a better environment, to improving your health, to you know, every, anything we do, if we're not compliant, if we don't follow through, we're not gonna change, we're not gonna improve. So right. the vacuum activator was designed to monitor your compliance. And that's why it has a Bluetooth now. And when you generate that tiny pressure, it tells you in an app, what's going on inside your mouth. So when you can see it and you can measure it, you can improve it. If you can't see it and you can't measure it, you don't know if you're practicing meaningfully. Sometimes you can practice a lot, but not practicing right. So you're not developing the right environment. So with the vacuum activator, you put it in your mouth, you swallow, and we have the original version that has a little bubble. So when your tongue goes to the roof of the mouth, the bubble is sucked in. So you can see it and touch it in a child. You can see it, we even have some toys that, that you know some of the therapists have made. So the kids can hold it in their mouth and they can see if they have negative pressure inside their mouth. That's great, but now we went a step um, beyond that and we created a, a Bluetooth device. You put it in your mouth and when you suction, it tells you what the pressure inside your mouth is. And we're working with software. This is not available yet. We have the prototype, but it's not available yet. But we will gamify it so a child can put it in their mouth and when they're in sweet spot, they, it could be a game, they can earn points, they can compete or it can be attached to a screen. So they're watching TV and they're doing it, their, their practice is meaningful, then the cartoon is playing. The minute they lose the pressure, it's too much or too little, or they open their mouth, the cartoon stops. So they were- I love it. And it only <laughs> takes half an hour. You said about Gopex. It's, it's a very simple way. It only has two exercises. You talk, you pronounce, you make two pauses, you breathe through your nose, you chew, you stop, you do the invisible swallow. That's the whole program. You don't need to buy the book because I just told you the whole program. <laughs> it's it, what um, we say, it's simple, but it's not easy because doing right. something every single day, even if it's very simple, it's not easy. It's super yeah. hard to stay in track. Yeah. So what we do is we're coming up with books and tools and people like you and parents that are partners too. And we're helping them create an environment that's easier to stay with that discipline, uh, where the discipline is not hard, but it's repetitive. And when we repeat something, our brain develops a way to do it without spending energy, without having to pay attention to it. And if you don't pay attention to how you're breathing, your brain can pay attention to other things. It can pay attention to memories. It can pay attention to cleaning. It can pay attention to growing and developing and integrating emotions. That's one of the things that our ENT, Dr. Rangel, in Mexico, we're working with him because he's a neurologist and an ENT. And he says the biggest loss on children that don't get enough deep sleep is that they don't integrate their emotions. So a lot of kids come to the office and maybe they are, you know, they're growing right because they're tall. Everybody's tall these days. Um, you know, my daughter is, is a head taller than me now. So everybody's tall. Everybody's doing good in grades. You know, they do good in school. They do good yeah. in sports. You know, they're you know, playing soccer and they're scoring goals or they're running. Or, so they're, they look like they're doing good and everything, but they're having tantrums. So mm -hmm. 
Losing by not sleeping well is not necessarily something that we're trained to recognize, but the integration of emotions is really important. And that's the first thing we lose if we don't have you know, meaningful sleep. And for meaningful sleep, we need to be breathing, not using our brain, but only breathing through our brainstem. And we need to be able to work on integrating these emotions at night and cleaning the brain. And it's memories and emotions that are the first thing. We have kids that are depressed. I have so many friends that have kids that are going through depression. And part of it is that their sleep is not meaningful. They're not right. getting the deep sleep that they need. So we're trying to bring information and tools to make it easier to help these kids develop the environment so that they can have meaningful sleep. Let me ask you a question. The vacuum activator is a device, and I, you, we were on a call earlier this week, you were showing me. That device is the idea to learn what we call it, oral posture, the tongue position in the back of the throat with that slight, light little suction at rest for sleep, possibly. So that there's this, because that's where we all drop. When we, when we lose, if our mouth opens, our, our, our mandibles drop, our, job, our jaws will open, our tongues are attached, so it will lose that suction. Are you telling me that this is a device that will help the back of the throat not fall or collapse back there, causing the snoring and the, and the sleep-disordered breathing? See, I, I like to use the, the example of a syringe. If you take a regular syringe and you put your finger in the tip and you try to uh, pull on the embolo, how do you say that in English? The, the harpoon or whatever you call yeah, it. Yeah, the, the applicator. You put your finger in and you try to pull, you can't. Why? Because the, you, there's negative pressure inside. Yeah. If you take your finger up, then you can pull it. So if you put your finger on and you feel that pressure, that's something that the donor space that we talked about, when it has negative pressure, will hold the tongue. So the tongue will be able to relax fully, but it'll still hang out in its right place. Same with the soft palate. So all these tissues will stay in a little tight ball away from the airway. And when you have negative pressure in your mouth, that equals positive pressure in your nose. So it means that the nose is gonna be able to function very efficiently. And Dr. Runhell talks about the nocturnal nose, which is the nose that works well at night. Very few, some of us have good daytime noses, but at night our nose doesn't work very well. And we open our mouth, we drop our jaw, we relax, and we're mouth breathing at night. Gopex and you know, the vacuum activator and other appliances, they help you understand this concept so that you can take the soft palate and the back of the tongue and suction it in the ball and be away from the airway. And that will allow the nose to work efficiently at night. So this, I don't know if um, people are watching on TV, this is our, our Bluetooth device, which I love. And you put it in and it has a little um, bubble that sits in the back of the, of the throat. And it's a bubble that will go into that space and will generate, when the space is, has a negative pressure, it's like a balloon when it doesn't have any air. And you know, you try to pull it around, it's very tight. If a yeah. balloon is closed, and all the, the, the balls are closed and it's tight. So this, this bubble goes in the back of the throat. It, you can, you can uh, adjust it to the size of the child or the person. 
and then you swallow a couple of times and then you let go of the pressure. And in that app, you're able to see if the tongue is still holding in the right place. And then the, the indication for this is to use it half an hour before you go to sleep. You don't use it when you sleep. You train your brain to do it on your own. You, can, you should be wearing this every single day, even if you're doing things right, because it helps you maintain that position. Mm -hmm. So it's part of like when you're watching TV or you're reading at night, that the last half an hour before you go to sleep, you put it on and you train your tongue to be in the right place. And the app will give you numbers or if we have you know, a game that you can follow. And then you know that for 30 minutes, you're doing it right. So when you're doing something right for a long time, you stop, you go to sleep, you brush your teeth, you go to bed, and then your tongue goes, okay, this is where I go when I'm ready to rest. So this discipline is very, very exciting. Unfortunately, not available, but the, the handheld one is available. It's not as great, but it is available. And um, this can help you train yourself. This one will give you more information and this should be available in the next six months to a year. Okay. What is the other one called, Sandra? Well, we call it the, the Oplock activator because we call the position Oplock. Show you how it works. I lost this part. So this this one has uh, we call it the Oplock activator or vacuum activator. It has a little um, uh, membrane that goes in here, and this is connected to the to the inside of the mouth. So when you put it on and you suction, you can recognize the bubble goes in. The bubble goes in when your tongue yep. is fully on the roof of your mouth. So I'll put it on and then I'll swallow, but then I'll open my mouth and I, I hope you guys can hear when the suction breaks. Okay. Are you able to hear? Yep, I heard so it. When you have the right suction inside your mouth, because it's not enough to just keep your lips closed. Um, I used to think, and when I wrote Jaws, I definitely thought that, that you could put a tape over your lips and that would be enough to help you breathe through your nose. But if you don't have that tongue suction, then the nose still has to work very hard to get the air in. So if you have negative pressure and that suction, you don't need to wear tape because this will you know, train you to do it naturally. We also have the, um, these are the, the sleeping aids that we use, these are called um, lip lockers. And it's just a, a piece of silicone, with great silicone, and you put it around your teeth and you generate that suction. And it helps you, and people sleep, a lot of people sleep with this. I work out with this because it helps my nose be a lot more efficient so that when I'm doing cardio or whatever, I can um, recuperate a lot faster. So when I, I'm doing something where I don't have to I'll wear it so you can wear it when you sleep. You can wear it when you um, work out. So I'll put it on and okay. um, see if you can hear when, when I make the suction. And then yep. when I take it off, you'll hear it how it breaks. Put it in her mouth, in front of her teeth, behind her lips. Yeah. So you're telling me right now that this, you put in front of the teeth, it's a little silicone. Yes. You do a little gentle suction of the tongue. No, not gentle. You suction hard. 
and then you let go. And then your mouth will just naturally stay by, you know, uh, superficial tension, we call it in, in, in physics, right? It will just stay like that without energy. Just like when you put a, a, a suction cup on your window, it stays there, right? So your mouth, yeah. your tongue, everything will stay away from the airway. So we've been promoting taping for a long, long time. Um, you know, of course, only if it's, it's, you're not completely plugged. Um, but are you saying that, that that could replace the tape? You don't need the tape on the lip? You could use that Look, instead? I don't give a lot of... Or do both? I don't give a lot of recommendations um, to the general public. Because I do feel the transdisciplinary team is important. You have to work with someone. Every case is different. If you have somebody that has a very narrow palate and they cannot possibly keep their tongue with, with negative pressure, then you're going to have to tape um, because that's second best, right? Because at least when you breathe through your nose, you're getting the nitric oxide, you're warming up the air, you're filtering, you're moisturizing, you're using the nose as best as possible to add all these extra important things that we need. So if you can't hold it, then you have to go to tape. So every case has to be evaluated individually. For me, one of the critical, the two critical parts are palate, palatal expansion. You have to have a wide palate. Because if you try to get your tongue up the roof of your mouth with all our gears and all our, our things, but you have a very narrow palate, very steep, you're not going to be able to hold it. You're going to that, be that to negative pressure cannot be perfect with the high narrow palate and the tongue it that doesn't fit. It can right. be achieved when you swallow, but you can't hold it for a long period. Okay. Some people, some kids, and that's why they, they develop a tongue thrust. The tongue thrust, we used to put spurs and all kinds of things and keep the tongue back. You can't keep the tongue back because if you need to close and make that pressure in order to swallow and you're the roof of your mouth is too narrow, you're going to put your tongue forward to try to close the space so that you can generate that, uh, that negative pressure, which is high, so you can generate the acceleration to get all the way to the, to the esophagus. We're working with a lot of patients that have dysphagia, dysphagia, and they've lost the ability to swallow because it's very hard. It's, if you think about your swallow, you generate a lot of force. 100 millibars of negative pressure is a lot, and the esophagus is far. So you need to figure out every case, what are the implications? And we have to have a house that's big enough to, for the furniture you choose. If the tongue is too big, if the couch is huge and you have a small little studio, how is it gonna fit? So you gotta make the house bigger. You have to expand. You have to do whatever it takes to get the tongue right and the nose too. Don't forget the nose. If you have turbinates, if you have deviated septums, if you have allergies, you've got to work to have a good nose. So nose is a priority. Nose is first. Expansion will increase the size of the nose too. So every case, I, I wouldn't say, go use this, listen to Dr. Sandra Khan, because you're going to go home and you say, she's an idiot. I tried this. It doesn't work. Because right. you have to find out what is the ideal treatment for every person. Also, every family needs something different. Some patients need to go to surgery. Some patients can figure it out on their own. They don't even need the app. Some people need a new more hand holding. Some families can deal with discipline very well. Some other families, they're overwhelmed with life and they can't sit their kids for, you know, to do complex every day. So they need something else. So you, the therapists are the ones that are the, 
like you are, Jenny. You you are the director of the ship because you know the the psychology, the the situation these families are living. We only know teeth, and and, and we can tell you you need this, you need that. But you might know what's going to help them succeed, and how can you change the environment to help them um, be as successful as they can. And, and oh, it's so true. Yeah. I think I think you're right about that. Any any myofunctional therapist, train breathing retrainer, physical therapist, speech pathologist, dental hygienist, anybody that's working with airway patients, it, what I find really helps the family is to really know how to incorporate them as a part of the team, and and understanding what they can tolerate in terms of. Because if you push people to do something they are just not going to do, it, nothing happens, nothing changes. So it's true. And I appreciate you acknowledging that, um, Sandra, because I do think that we need to work together as a team. The, the dentists need us. We need the dentists. We need the ENTs. We need the surgeons. We need all of the team to work together and to know what we do so that we can really optimize the health of these patients. So. I I'm so impressed by you. I I love that you just continue to invent and create and write and share all of this. Um, if someone wanted to buy one of those little um, silicone pieces, what is it called, and where call, can they find it? We have a website. It's called forwardonics.com, and we call this one the lip locker. Because it helps you keep the lips closed. So we gave it that name, the lip locker. We have the uplock, which helps you keep the tongue up. And the uplock means a plane has uh, the wheels. When they go up, that's called the uplock in, in aviation. And when it's up, it has a mechanism that keeps it up without spending any fuel on the plane. So that's why we call it the uplock. So we have the uplock, we have the lip locker. And we will have the, the vacuum activator, which we're starting to call it the iVenturi because of the Venturi effect. But these are all working names. Um, the, the one that came out now in the new book in German is, is uh, Breathe 4.0, which I, I like because we have to think of four things for breathing to be right. And um, that gives you the idea. It also lets you know that there's technology and that we're moving ahead from where we, we were before. No thinking, but forwardonics.com has all the stuff that um, you can. Wonderful. Forwardonics.com. Forwardontic.com. Um, and the breathing, the, what are the four things just to leave, leave everybody with, with, with something to think about? What are the four parts of breathing that are important? Well, we what, the, think about. Yeah, we, we think about the mouth, the tongue, the throat, and the nose. So we have four things that we can pay attention that they are optimized for breathing to be right. And breathing, we don't talk about anything. We, we're talking about the upper airway. We're not talking about deep breathing or yoga breathing or other kinds of breathing. We're talking about the upper airway. Yeah. Are you planning on to do that book in English? Yes. Yes. We have the <laughs> Spanish and the English are in revision now. They're Wonderful. a little bit longer. They're longer. They're in, with the editors and the illustrators and the book designers. And I can't wait for them to come out because they're finished. My part in them is finished. But uh, that takes a long time. 
but um, they will be available. We also have the Foridonic protocols and that's going to be out that's finished uh, illustrations already. So it's gonna be out probably in two months. Wonderful. Well, congratulations on all these wonderful things that you're adding to our, our library of education for airways. So, and for everybody else in this, this is really, this podcast is to educate the public around what, what is out there to help us all, because we all tend to have airway problems and we're kind of lost. And so people like you, people like me, we're trying to help direct, um, direct care to the right people and to be aware of what is out there. So I appreciate all of this. I want Let to- me, before, before I say goodbye, because yep. uh, you and I met and we bonded right away, but I do want to mention Dr. Marisa Santos because she's yes. our, our trainer, our GOPEX trainer, and she's training other practitioners. And she is my hero because she's the one that's treating those four-year-olds, those two-year-olds, those three-year-olds. I don't know. She has a magic wand. I don't know how she does it, but she's the one that's really changing the world because she's taking these kids before they get into trouble and just have them continue. And there's, I don't know if anybody listening to this has, has heard of um, Dr. Fuster, Valentin Fuster. Um, they even made a Muppet out of him. They call it Dr. Rooster in the Muppets because he's, uh, he's a cardiologist that talked about, you know, he said, let's not talk about prevention. Prevention is an old term. Let's talk about fostering health. It's very different to say prevention than fostering health because prevention already means there's something negative out there. And fostering health means just take the things that will make you healthy from the time you're born and foster those, make those flourish. Yeah. So um, Dr. Marisa Santos is really doing the, the hard work clinically, making sure that everything that I talk about actually works for parents, for families, and in the clinic. So um, I, did, I didn't want to close this without mentioning No, it's Dr. Santos, I've had the pleasure of meeting her at least through Zoom, and she's Argentinian and amazing, and she's so, so passionate about um, training these young children. So I've learned a lot from her, and I acknowledge that too. I think she's amazing. So Sandra, thank you so much. And I wanted to let everybody know, anybody that speaks Spanish, we're going to be doing the Spanish version of this podcast soon. So stay tuned. Thank you so much. I want you to stay on for a moment. Thank you so much, everybody. And until the next time, take care and um, stay nose breathing and keep your mouth closed. Keep your tongue up. Keep that light suction on the roof of your mouth, even in the back of the throat. Remember what Dr. Khan has just taught us. Take care. Thank you for listening to The Breathing Lab with Dr. Jenny. 